Hi, and welcome back to The K-Hole. I'm Maren Kay, and joining me this week is the host of the Technicolor Pee-Wee's Playhouse of Gore Helltrap Nightmare <laughs> and the creator of the Adult Swim infomercial Flayaway, Sarah Squirm. Hello. Is it funny Hello. that I was laughing at the description of my own show? <laughs> I was like, that sounds cool. <laughs> I think that's a direct quote from you, actually. I think I found that when I was looking stuff up. Yeah, can you believe can you believe me that I'm laughing at something I said? <laughs> I think that's I think we should encourage people to laugh at their own jokes. I think so too. I think we should encourage people to be amused by themselves. I mean, now more than ever. Of course, right? <laughs> I mean, look, listen, if it's okay to amuse yourself in other ways, then it should be okay to amuse yourself with your own comedy. Like that should I be normalized. Agree. Normalize laughing at your own jokes. I um, agree. <laughs> so <laughs> I um I think I I don't know. I don't remember what the tweet was or like what the thing was that like caused you to like come across my my Twitter. But like I just remember one day being up like pretty late and um pretty deep into like a kind of ketamine haze and just being like, yeah, the K-hole isn't just a cute name. Um, <laughs> uh, and just coming across like some footage of Helltrap Nightmare and some of your like Twitter videos and stuff and just being like, oh my God. What am oh I my God, looking this person, at? <laughs> what am I, A, what am I looking at? But B, also like this person is like, is definitely like, I don't know. I, I feel like sometimes I'll just see someone's work and be like, okay, this person knows something. Like they're, they're really, they're getting at something here. And um, for people who haven't like, who haven't seen your work, um, how would you describe it? I would describe it as like Jewish loud body horror comedy. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. And it's not for the faint of heart, and um, it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's very brave of you to come out as an annoying person. I, I myself am an annoying person, also. Um, but the the video that I always like that I always come back to. Um, and I think because you, it seems like you've been producing a lot of stuff during quarantine. Um, so nice because, of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, it. I mean, it's it's horrible. I mean, like for people whose whose work is is live, um, they've had to find all these ways to to do different things. And like um, the way that you've turned Hell Trap Nightmare into like these videos is really interesting um, and really like horrifying too like the, mm -hmm. i think the one video that like i always think about is the mouse knee video uh-huh <laughs> which is like about that like i guess that was like a a, a trend or like a, a thing that was going around in like trending pieces in news outlets but just the idea of like wearing a mask can cause your skin to break out so you you have this mask on at the beginning of the video and you take it off and you've got like these just cartoonish pimples <laughs> and uh and it's like they're so cartoonish that it's like it's obvious that like they're fake right i mean they're well done but it's like okay no it's like obvious that they're not real but right. even still when you start like popping them like my guts just twist up 
That's my favorite thing to hear. I, that's the <laughs> challenge that I give myself every yeah. time I make something. Like those zits that I made were, um, what's it called? Bubble wrap. I like got different size bubbles of bubble what? wrap. Uh huh. And oh my then God. filled them with this like strange mix of um, Vaseline and paint to get that like pussy texture, which I learned from yeah. like. One of my like special effects makeup friends, they taught me how to make pus once and then just literally glued them to my face. And I like doing, I mean, I'm not very like technically skilled at like fabricating things or doing special effects. So I just kind of like when things look cartoonish and stupid and like practical Ren and Stimpy kind of. That's, you know, you oh my, see, that's such you, a good comparison. You, yeah, you see, like, you can see real gore anywhere, but, like, there is something funny about hyper, like, I always like to think of the stuff I make as the, like, hyper detailed, like, oil painting close-ups in Ren and Stimpy. The gross-ups, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the gross-ups. <laughs> yeah, those two are, like, the kind of image that I think really... Um, stuck with me as a kid when I would like sneak to watch that show because it was one of the the cartoons that like you know we weren't allowed to watch because our parents had heard about it and it was like too violent or too extreme or whatever and now we're not Um, allowed to watch it for other reasons (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) but it's yeah it's I think it's like really um, really impressive and like and really cool i would not have guessed that that was bubble wrap that's that's wild um and it's just so like lush feels like maybe not the right word for it but like it's like extravagant you know Uh like everything all of like this and like your costumes for the shows and everything are just like this kind of like i think you know people might look at it and see like john waters or like Wee's playhouse or like there are these like sort of threads, but it's like wrapped into this really like just like, <laughs> you know, coat with eyeballs stitched into it <laughs> and like intestines falling out. Yep. That's exact. If I could like if I had a million dollars, I would be making a shit ton of practical effects and all. But all the blood would be like glitter. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's uh, I like the doing, thing, but like yep. but just like Technicolor. I mean, and the thing kind of is Technicolor in a way. Yeah. And that's like the perfect, I mean, you look at that and you could, you, you're like, I can reach into the screen and touch that. It's slimy. There's goo coming out of different places. It's got all these different textures. I mean, that's why it's, I, I'm happy to hear someone be like, oh, I saw your video and it was gross and I liked it. Because, you know, you were saying I, I like I'm usually a live performer. And then at my this show, Hell Trap Nightmare, I like do performances where I show like grotesque video art and I get to be there watching people yeah. squirm and be upset. And then I use comedy as like a tactic to try to like still keep people in without like running away. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's just been this entire year. It's like so alienating to be like. Well, I'm just going to put these videos out into the internet and then not have any. I'm not in the same room as these people and I don't know where these videos go. They go in some like strange dumpster at the bottom of the internet, you know. Yeah. That's so interesting it's been very because strange. like 
yeah i mean i feel like that's um the videos are like in this tradition of like internet gross out videos that have basically been around as long as we've been able to do video over the internet. <laughs> like there's like all the classics, like Lemon Party and mm-hmm. um, Two Girls, One Cup and like Meat Spin and all these things. Um, like that's been like part of the fabric of the internet for such a long time. And um, and I guess you could probably just say like that kind of content or that kind of like theme has been part of the fabric of like human culture for such a long time. But um I feel like a lot of those videos are often just shared like as like pranks, right? Like there are people right. are like disguising things as something else and then like sending them to people. But like your stuff is like very much like not that. Um, like I was reading a piece, I forget where it was. I think maybe it was like a vice piece or something that was basically saying like it described like the posters that you design for um for the show as like kind of like trigger warnings to basically like <laughs> let people know in advance what it's going to be without uh-huh. actually coming out and being like TW gore or whatever. It's just like, hey, if you don't want to see someone like, like if you don't want to see witches like farting ghosts out of their <laughs> testicle nipples, then like maybe don't come here. So there's like not that, you're not trying to trick people, right? You're trying, you want, you, you want them to look at this. I mean, definitely not. And I've gotten like in trouble before, like you know, our show started really? at like, yeah, like I thought, you know, God bless. But like, we, you know, we we started doing this show in like DIY spaces. Yeah. Um, and like this one particular show, the poster was a uterus and the smiling mouth of the uterus was a vagina and the uh-huh. eggs were eyeballs and there's a severed finger in the vagina mouth and it makes this like, you know, demented face. <laughs> and then we had like one of my friends who's this like amazing noise performer forced into pe- femininity. They did like an extreme, like kind of like mosh noise set. Um, and it was, it's highly performative, highly like interactive, let's say. And people were complained afterwards and were like, I didn't sign up to basically get like kind of tossed around. Wow. I thought I was going to a comedy show. I didn't realize it was like going to be this like punk experience. And I kind of learned a lesson because I was like, maybe the image on the poster isn't enough to communicate that the show is kind of extreme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need like a warning like sea world like the first three rows <laughs> will get you're wet. in the splash zone we're a poncho Like some people look at gross out stuff and are just like, okay, so it's like a, it's just like puerile or it's like just like playing on this, like these revulsion instincts that we have for whatever reason. Um, and I think 
the whole topic of disgust is like really interesting, like where it comes from and like what it means. But um, my sense is that like your work in particular, like isn't, it's not like just that, right? Like it's not like, <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna like, like trigger your um, disgust centers um, because it's all like, I don't know. There's like no good way to, to talk about this. I feel like because like, when you talk about like feminist performance art about the body, um, like it's almost become like, like parody, self-parodying at this point. Totally. Like it's just gotten like so, so wild. Um, and just so kind of, well, not wild, like the opposite, right? It's become like kind of like domesticated and like the subject of totally. jokes, but like, but um, like, you're really interested in like just kind of like ripping open the body it seems like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i mean it's like I, I i i'm glad you said that because there is this like you know i think it's easy to write off shock humor as just like i need yeah. attention or whatever um but unfortunately dare we say I, you know, I'm, I'm sort of weaponizing shock humor to talk about, dare I say, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. social body feminist issues. And I would, you know, if, if it was, dare I say, socially acceptable to ha have pubes down to your pant legs, I probably wouldn't be making <laughs> videos of my pubes, um, becoming haunted and growing down my leg and like choking me out or like videos sure. of like yeah. me flossing with pubes and like bleeding um so it's like you know using like body horror to kind of like explode like what disgust we have like with our bodies or like no matter what kind of body it is there's going to be a problem yeah. with it about how it doesn't fit into whatever you know, and it's, it's fun. Like something you said earlier about like, I'm not trying to like necessarily surprise anyone. Like if you come to hell trap nightmare, you saw the poster, there's a, you know, witch shitting diarrhea into a birthday cake. Like, you know, it's going to be gross, but one of the most fun things before the pandemic, I, that I love to do is like doing a spot at like the laugh factory Chicago on a weekend. And there's all these like bachelorette parties from like Indiana and it's midnight and they were not ready to hear me talk about, you know, you know, choking on pubes and stuff like that. So that's fun too. And so it's like all, um, you like using shock and horror in different contexts and like kind of seeing what I can get away with and like having fun. Cause it's fun to terrorize a group <laughs> of drunk bridesmaids at a tourist trap destination uh -huh. and talk about Jewish pubes. It's just so fun. I think that's kind of what people miss with shock. It's like kind of like yeah. easy to, it's easy to write off like shock is stupid. Like, it's easy to call jackass stupid when it's like, you know what? It's actually not. It's like uh, there's a lot of problem solving with jackass. They mm -hmm. really had to, like, kind of, like, figure out the aerodynamics of, like, how Steve-O was going to be, like, <laughs> catapulted upwards in the, you know, bungee jumping, uh, uh, what's it called? Porta potty full of dog shit. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, like, not, it's not stupid and... I don't know. 
I'm like kind of obsessed with like bodies and grossness and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I watch something like Jackass or something like like I used to be really into these like um, these YouTube guys who would just like eat a lot um and it's not like the mukbang thing it's like shoe um, nice uh not not shoe nice but i have heard of him um the la beast God was bless. the guy that i was really into uh uh-huh. and like he would just do things like just like crack like two dozen raw eggs into like a big bowl and then just like pour them into a funnel down <laughs> his throat Amazing. and then just like and then throw up and then like make an omelet out of the eggs that he just threw up. And like, to me, like seeing a guy do that is like, there's like some kind, and like, it's the same with jackass. Like seeing men like put their bodies through the stuff is kind of cathartic almost of just Mm -hmm. like watching them like, (laughs) um, I don't know, just like watching masculinity be like, just brought low or just like, just rolling around in filth. Um, And like, the tone of it is like different when a woman does it. And like, I think, you know, it's like not better or worse. It's different, but I think probably I would imagine there are a lot of people who would immediately think of it as worse as like, like, Oh my God, how can you do that? Have you ever like gotten any kinds of comments like that? I think, I mean, that's, it's interesting because like, you know, it, the catharsis of jackass is, like, these, like, male bodies that have brought us so much pain, whatever, historically. Mm-hmm. It's cathartic to see them getting, like, the shit kicked out of each other. But, right, like, right. you know, it's hard to watch, like, yeah. a woman get the shit kicked out of her, which I understand. Yeah, Which yeah. is funny considering the female body or any other body that isn't necessarily white, male, cis, whatever, considering that any body that deviates from whatever, you know, white, male, cis, norm or whatever is a battleground for quote unquote violence or whatever. So it's just kind of like a lot of my work is like yeah, my work. Can you believe I talk like this now? But like a lot of that <laughs> is like about kind of yeah. like exploding the, you know, whatever violence that's already been done into my body, which is just funny because like, you know, I made, I moved to LA like six months before quarantine and I made a, you know, moving to LA is very, you know, it's trite, but you move here and everyone looks insane. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's the class, everyone's skin looks good. Everyone's fucking 2.2 pounds, you know, whatever. So I did some stupid video where I was like doing some brutal, uh, uh, mutilation tactics to my body to make myself look skinnier and younger so I like did a weight loss video where I cut open my abdomen and like pulled uh sausage links out Mm -hmm. to like um you know be like oh look how much weight I'm losing I'm taking out my intestines or whatever and a video of me like cutting open my stomach fake 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 all that (laughs) shit gets taken down off the internet which uh, is, I always get like reported and in trouble for really? something. Yeah. So I have a lot of stuff that it's just like sitting in like nowhere in a hard drive because I'm always getting in trouble for something. Huh. Um, I mean, yeah, I believe it. It's really funny when you consider like just the truly like vile shit that you can see in like any like mainstream horror movie. Um, right. Which like, like whatever like else? I don't always have a problem with either, but right. like it's whose stuff gets taken down and like under like what 
guises because the fucked up thing to me is when stuff like what you're describing gets taken down out of platforms being like, oh, well, we don't want to promote violence against women. And it's like, okay, okay, hold on a second. Because you're taking down like, like some woman's art about bodies and you're leaving up your entire ecosystem, which is about like, <laughs> is like about violence towards women. Like, let's be right. real. Right. And it's, you know, when Jack, when Chris Pontius like puts alligators on his nipples or whatever, he's literally getting hurt. Right. I spent time to make fake sausage links out of latex. Yeah. This isn't real. And, right. you know, of course, like debating like any sort of like internet censorship is so like whatever. Sure. But that's just feels like just because I don't have my outlet of like live performance, it feels like. You know, we had this myth of the like democ- democratization of the internet or whatever, and now I'm trapped in quarantine hell, and I'm like, "What d- democratize internet? Are y'all talking about?" Huh? <laughs> like, <sighs> yeah, you can do whatever you want, and anyone can be successful on YouTube as long as they don't suddenly decide that they don't actually care for you um, <laughs> right. or, or what you're doing. Right. And I think it's interesting that you brought up like the tradition of gross videos on the internet because I do think there is this like such a strong tradition of gross internet videos, but now there's this new attitude on the internet of like what's cringe is what I'm finding Mm. out about. Uh Uh-huh. And I th- a lot of, like, young kids online find the gross stuff I do very cringe, which I think is funny because I'm like, where were you guys for Goatsy? Come on. Like, <laughs> that's, okay, that's really interesting and something I hadn't really considered much before because, yeah, like, the I think, like, that the concept of cringe has really, like, overtaken a mm-hmm. lot of internet discussions over the past like five years mm-hmm. and um like it's like one of those terms that can be used in like many different ways right but like i never really thought of it as being related to disgust which is funny right. because cringing literally like right. you can cringe in disgust but like that's not what people are usually talking about right they're talking about like oh this person did something either like um, un- unself-aware or mm-hmm. embarrassing for them and I'm embarrassed for them or whatever. Um, but like, I feel like they're maybe they're using that term because like it's cringes the new gross or like cringes the new gay or whatever, right? Right, like, right. Like when I was growing up, like in a sense, that's progress, I guess, because we used to guess. call everything gay and now everything is just cringe. And cringe is such, like, it is such an umbrella term. And I think I, like, internalize uh, or I, like, project onto cringe a lot because I'm sure, you mentioned John Waters before, I'm sure John Waters would happily call himself the king of cringe. Right. As, like, a, you know, as if you took that word from the dictionary or whatever. But in my head, I'm just like, oh, is my voice too shrill? And that's why, like, teenage boys don't like these videos. 
<laughs> what are you cringing at? Are you not blinking at? I mean, you've seen like worse fatalities in that video. Right. What is that? Mortal Kombat? Yeah, yeah. You've seen worse in <laughs> Mortal yeah. Kombat fatalities. I think you're not cringing at me pulling out my intestines. I think you're cringing because like my voice is Jewish and shrill and annoying. Yeah, I mean, I have to guess that like a pretty big part of it is the fact of like who's doing it, right? Because like, mm -hmm. and like what the context is, um, because like in Mortal Kombat, I mean, sometimes like there are female characters in Mortal Kombat, um, but like it's like mostly men and it's like serious. I mean, it's Mortal Kombat is kind of jokey too, mm -hmm. um, but like it's like, oh, that's so badass. Like, Oh, right. he like ripped that guy's spine out and then like shoved it through his eyeball. Like that's so badass. And it's like when the context is like not like I don't know, not to get like really reductive, but when it's not about like domination or like mm -hmm. you know, like someone winning over someone else, mm -hmm. then maybe that changes like how they're seeing it. Which is so funny because we like we were talking about Ren and Stimpy earlier, like kids love gross because gross is always funny. Like right. at like yeah. a base, like kids love garbage pail kids. Kids love Beavis and Butthead. These are all gross. And it's like, we grew up just like at a baseline thinking that like, you know, there's humor in gore because like fundamentally, you know, whatever, not to get too stupid about it, but it's like, when the things that are on the inside are on the outside, that it's like baseline unexpected. Yeah, it's like things so that they're not funny. supposed to be, right? Yeah. And so when I look at, I'm, you know, I don't play video games. And the, all I know about Mortal Kombat is those fatalities. I'll watch those like 10 minute YouTube compilations yeah. of like all the new fatalities. And I'm watching it laughing because it's like the most creative. Mm -hmm. violence i've ever seen it's like truly astounding my jaws on the floor and i'm like how could you not watch this and be laughing your ass off yeah like, that's I actually so had funny to, to stop. me <laughs> so i um i had to play that game when it came out for my job and um i had to like stop after a while because i was like oh this is pretty fun but also like I just like can't deal with this. It's like too much for me, um, which is weird. Like I love horror movies and like, you know, like John Carpenter's work, like the thing we were talking about is like really fucking disgusting. Um, but like I had to just tap out because I was like, it's like over the top, but it's it's like rendered in such detail that it's like, yes. oh, that man just got bisected and you can see like his intestines have been like cut in half and they're like photorealistic. <laughs> That's the difference between like, you know, Saw and John Carpenter. It's like right. the gore porn or whatever versus like, you know, that's why I like practical effects because it's like all there's always a sense of humor in practical effects because you're not trying to like exactly mimic like some traumatic 
<laughs> like, you know, it's kind of just like people being funny with, with weird materials and yeah. like special effects are like, I'm not a special effects artist because I, I don't really know how to do anything. Like I said, I made zits, make zits out of the bubble wrap, but like their jobs are so funny because they're like, well, okay, I have to make, you know, like the thing I have to make. 12 heads come out of a spider crab or whatever <laughs> like the materials they're using yeah. are hilarious it's like applesauce and like mayo it's like it's just it's absurd it's so funny and then you know the guy the guys who are making the mortal combat ripping your eyeballs out through your asshole there's like kind of like no sense of humor because they like you were saying are trying to make this incredibly like realistic like <laughs> scene of war right there's no applesauce or there's no like weird yeah you lose the the tactility of like the practical effects yeah and, like sometimes they'll do like sometimes they'll do gags and stuff but i feel like it's like it's not it's like oh he did a funny thing with the with the corpse or something it's not like <laughs> the act of doing it is is funny um right yeah yeah, I don't know. Maybe I think the like back to the cringe thing. I I feel like, and this isn't just a teen boy thing. I think it's like more broadly, like I don't know, like everyone in uh, the culture, people like people are fascinated, but also repelled and basically like cringe at people who they see as like going to extremes mm -hmm. with, around bodies. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting because, like, I've read so many articles about, uh, like, I'm really fascinated with bodybuilders, and I'm also really fascinated mm -hmm. by people who get, like, a lot of plastic surgery um, because, like, there's, like, a line, uh, and it's invisible, and I think it kind of moves, but, like, there's a line in society where you need to get as close to this line as possible of, like, making yourself look a certain way and if you cross that line then you're like then then you're the subject of like oh my god why would this person do all this or like how does right. she think that looks good or like it's humiliating right. or like it's disgusting like why would you make yourself look like a human barbie and it's just like well i feel like those are the people who just like see how absurd <laughs> a lot of this stuff is and sometimes it's really tragic and they they don't right and they're just like compelled to do things but like it's so funny because like that that line is so thin sometimes. Like yeah, someone who's like a, a like you know an adored celeb versus someone who's like a figure of derision as like a human Barbie is like it's so narrow. There's like cringe is basically this like complete rejection of like commitment, which is like. I make stuff that's completely outrageous and I admire and respect commitment more than fucking anything. Like, you know, I do stand up. I'm not, you know, never in my life will I get on stage and be like, well, Tinder's weird. You know what I mean? I'm going to fucking commit and put on a show. You got to commit to the bit. Yeah. You got to commit to the bit. And that's like the same with like, you know, you're anyone who's fucking committing. If you're going to commit to like, decide to completely take control of your appearance let's say and become full-blown human barbie and be outrageous about it 
respect. And like, there's this weird hypersensitivity to cringe that like is going to ultimately prevent people from like committing to anything because they are afraid of humiliating themselves, (laughs) which is so boring. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like a a dark part of a lot of internet culture that has existed in pockets of the internet for a long time and has kind of like mainstreamed alongside memes and like Mm -hmm. and other aspects of that culture is just like this like yeah fear of like appearing over earnest or fear of like appearing like you're trying too hard and like it's exactly the same with like appearance and bodies right of like you have to like come across as like effortlessly cool and effortlessly gorgeous um and like it's almost like exposing your effort is as bad as like not trying at all (laughs) right right totally which is why I will earnestly try really, really, really hard to build intestines out of sausage links. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not afraid of um, trying and failing really uh, hugely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, it's funny. Like, when I think of cringe comedy, I think of like, the comeback Uh uh-huh you know and it's like i don't know if that could even something like as pure as that could ever exist again another thing about about like guts and stuff specifically and like gross out stuff is um (laughs) i feel like a lot of people myself included don't like to think about the insides of our bodies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Like we have these aesthetics of the exterior and like we put so much work into maintaining them and we don't really have an aesthetics of the interior. I mean, and I'm not saying that it would be good if we had like a had beauty standards for kidneys or something, but like I just mean like there's like no sense of like appreciation for or like even like conscious awareness of the internal workings of our bodies right like we don't want to think about it because like it's gross but it's also scary right yeah Cronenberg has that amazing quote where he's like he's like my body horror work it, the goal is to make a total human aesthetic Mm. And he, I mean, I'm going to try to, because I, I memorized what he said in this interview by heart, <laughs> and I'm going to try to not exactly direct quote it. But he was saying, he was getting interviewed about Dead Ringers. Um, yeah. And for the listeners at home, Dead Ringers is about uh, twin surgeons who uh, go crazy and... Uh, They do crazy stuff to women's uteruses with um, medieval horrifying instruments. But um, he was saying that um, we don't have a total human aesthetic because, like, you know, the most beautiful woman in the world, we're still horrified 
by her insides. Her exterior can be the most beautiful thing we've ever seen, but her insides are grotesque and abhorrent. And he says this joke, like, I wish we had, in um, Dead Ringers, one of the character, uh, Jeremy Lyons' twin character says, I wish we had a beauty pageant for our organs. Um, which is like also, I mean, body horror hand in hand with comedy. Are you kidding me? Like, that's what it's about. It's like, it's, you know, it's just, you know, of course, like, that's like the abject, like you're seeing the, being aware of your inside of your body is just making you aware of your own mortality and stuff like that. Right. Which is like the scariest thing to think about, especially because you're living with the insides of your body every single day, all day. Your eyeballs just are on the going out. Your eyeballs just don't go inside the meat sack. <laughs> right. Um, and so, like, that's why I'm just freaking obsessed with body horror because it's like you're every single second of the day. And I think a lot of people think that I like. Because I make all this gross stuff, I'm just, oh, I'm so gross. I'm, like, obsessed with gross stuff. I must just be, like, in my apartment swimming in diarrhea in the bathtub. And it's like, (laughs) no, I make all this gross stuff because I'm literally afraid of it. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, we're all reckoning, you know, what Cronenberg is reckoning with God knows what. (laughs) (laughs) I think I can't even go to the doctor and get my... um, when they take your blood pressure and they wrap the cuff around your arm and you can feel your heart beating really intensely in your arm. I like have a panic attack whenever I get that done because I cannot be aware physically of my heart pumping. Because once you're aware that your heart's pumping, you're already thinking of the like, (laughs) the heart not pumping. God, I actually pretty recently I had um, this really bad chest pain. Oh. And I, I'd had it years before and I was like pretty sure it was what it was then, which was just like um, like acid reflux or something. Um, but when you, f- when you like notice something in your body and then you keep thinking about it, mm-hmm. sometimes you end up going to the ER because you think your heart is falling apart um (laughs) which is is horrible but like yeah it's i mean it's like you know and it's it's like a lot of of other things like i feel like it's it kind of mirrors the relationship that a lot of people have to their environment too where like you know if you live in a city you don't really notice a lot of stuff until it isn't working Mm -hmm. like you don't really notice the roads or like the subway or whatever until they stop working um and that's just like maybe a product of how our brains work but um, the disconnect with bodies, like, especially, like, over the past year, um, yeah. is wild. Because, like, on the one hand, like, we're more, like, attentive. A lot of people are more attentive to their bodies than they've ever been in terms of, like, monitoring for symptoms of COVID. But, on like, on the other hand, when all your interactions are, like, no longer embodied, mm-hmm. it's, like, you know, I often feel like, oh, I just, like, live in words online. 
Because mm-hmm. like I'm not the kind of person person who posts a lot of selfies. Um, I just like live in these words. And then when I think about like my body, I'm like, oh, it's like my it's my body. It's like not me. It's like my body. Like, you know, I'm I'm just piloting it around mm-hmm. in, in my brain. There's like a little little ghost in there, just like pulling levers and stuff. But like, do you ever like think about that? Like the the way we even like talk about bodies as like belonging to us, like not really being us. Yeah, my I have an uncle who is an ER doctor, and he said that the most common thing people come to the ER for is that people come in thinking they have a blood clot. They just come to the ER and they tell a bunch of doctors, I think I have a blood clot. And then 12 times out of 10, it's like not. They had yeah. like, you know, Johnny Rockets or something. They felt weird. But like, I think that's interesting because if someone's having a sensation, they put, because they can't see what's going on, obviously, because it's also microscopic or whatever. The fact that people are transposing this idea that there's a blockage in a tube, in a blood vessel, that is not, everyone's conjuring the same collective unconscious image of a blood clot. I just thought it was interesting because it's like, oh, we have no idea what's going on in there at (laughs) any time. And there's just this easy like visualization of like, if something isn't working, it must be because it's getting stopped up. Like my drains, like in my shower when there's too much hair in the drain or whatever. Um, So I always just thought that was funny because it's like, we literally have no idea what's happening in there. And especially like, you know, this is going back to like conversation before about like feminists, like body art, I think is a thing that's almost bordering on trite because there is so much feminist body work, but it's because like, we were saying like any body that isn't like a the white male body is basically there's still too much mystery there's still like no one no one still has any idea of a better solution to like a cotton tampon to stop (sighs) blood flow on a period like no one i think we're like you know now that like transness is becoming more of a like topic that people are talking about and okay with i think there is more like body talk and like uncon like non-conventional body talk sure which is great because there is just i think we're all like it's 2021 late capitalism we're finally figuring out like these bodies are prisons for the most part that's how i feel i do feel like the body is a cage (laughs) (laughs) like so do you feel like like there is like some part of you that is like in your body but that isn't like isn't your body not to get too metaphysical totally totally i feel betrayed by my body at every turn whether it's like hurts when I don't want it to be hurting (laughs) whether I think like I don't do like body modifications like I'm not like the freaking reptile man where I'm like covered remember that guy who was covered pieces or whatever like I'm not that committed I'm not that intense but like 
we are given these things that um, I wish were less boring looking. <laughs> so I wear crazy clothes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you have tattoos, right? I have tattoos. Yeah, I have quite a few tattoos. You're given um, you're given a blank slate, and it's got nothing yeah. on it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's got like moles or like whatever, I guess. But yeah, I go back and forth on this of like, um, like I'm someone who like really, like a lot of the time, like really truly hates my body and has like an antagonistic relationship towards it, which like I don't think is uncommon, but I do think like I have it to a degree that is like borders on pathological. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are times when I'm like, Oh, well, actually, like, no, like, I don't know, like, I I, I am, like, my body, like, this is just me, mm-hmm. and, like, what I need to do is just, like, figure out what's going on, like, in my brain, which is also part of my body. Um, right. I guess I don't really think we can ever understand how our minds work, because to do that, we would have to use our minds, and I, I don't <laughs> think, like, you can, it's, like, too confusing, um, and, like, kind of back on itself, but, like. Yeah, I've like, I don't know, I, I, again, like, I'm fascinated by people who, who modify their bodies in, like, different ways, and, um, you know, like, like that guy um, who got all those tattoos, like, the reptile man, or, like, my sister used to be a bodybuilder, and I was, like, really so fascinated cool. by that. It's really cool. Um, and I'm, like, actually getting into weight training lately, too, because I'm just, like, fascinated by it. But, like, I've gotten tons of tattoos. I've, like... I've done some kind of wild shit. <laughs> like, um, I read somewhere that you uh, you have a necklace made out of your dead grandmother's glass mm-hmm. eye, mm-hmm. and uh, that's really cool. I have earrings <laughs> made out of my own bones. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. <laughs> when um, I got my wisdom teeth out, I begged them to let me them keep. Uh, let them give them to me, but um, they smashed them. Apparently, what? Apparently, that's sometimes when they ha- when they have to get the wisdom teeth out, they oh. like smash them while they're in your head. Wow! Oh my god! I really wanted them though. Sad. Yeah. Um, oh well. Yeah, you should be able to keep it. It's. I yeah. know. What the hell? It's your pro- it's your body, your choice. You know. Yeah. What, what you do with your teeth and bones. My business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like all of those, the ways that people do. I mean, and like, obviously like everyone does body modification in like a much less obvious or extreme way. Like, you know, everyone, like people shave or like cut their hair or like um, wear makeup and do all these things that are just like, again, like those are the things that are like your like expected or it's like okay or you're even like expected to do them but if you like go too far then it's like oh like you've you've crossed a line right i mean it makes like no i mean you know it's totally arbitrary right i think it's like what it is is those when someone exposes like how ridiculous the the things you're expected to do are then to deal with that we have to like either like call them a freak or laugh at them right i mean 
I'm a Jew, a Jew with a lot of pubes, and like I, <laughs> that Adult Swim infomercial I made is all about like you know, yeah. hair removal methods for like anyone who identifies in a vaguely like non-male zone like waxing plucking lasers are like brutal medieval body torture techniques yeah to achieve um hairlessness which the last time i checked was for 12 year olds children yeah (laughs) i don't but for some reason that's you know that's what you're supposed to look like apparently and to like not shave your body hair as a woman or whatever is grotesque but it's like what's really grotesque here is it grotesque to be like a hairy Jew or is it grotesque to be like an oiled little slicked up like 12 year old baby body and it, isn't it more grotesque to like pour like hot wax all over your labia and like wrench out like hairs from your ass crack it's like what are we talking about anymore and it's exp- I mean that's another thing it's like yeah it's, it's expensive. expensive that's it a hurts. whole it's time it consuming hurts. like and like yeah, and it's not like this stuff is like evenly distributed. Like the people who are expected to like spend their time and money on this stuff, um, like it's still women. Like obviously, there's been like totally. some changes with like how men are expected to present themselves, but like it's nowhere near like the same. No. Um, as much as I think like capitalism would is trying to like always trying to make that happen, of like. You know, if if we could really find a way to make men feel bad about different aspects of their body in a way where they would have to buy something for it, like that would be a really big win, I think, for a lot of people in marketing. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and to some extent, they do that, uh, but it's just like not. It's like you know, it's not the same. Like your worth as a man, for the most part, uh, isn't tied up in how you totally. Look. And like now that I'm like a, f- I fucking live in LA. I'm like, it's so, I'm so painfully made aware of it all the time because it's like, I'm walking down the street and I'm like, Bob Odenkirk's on a freaking billboard for an action movie. I'm like, <laughs> Bob Odenkirk gets to do that. Yeah, meanwhile, he gets an action movie. Yeah, meanwhile, I mean, he's great, I'm like but... 28 and like, I'm like looking at the clock being like, I guess I'm never going to get work in the next, you know what I mean? Like, damn, it's just not fair. I mean, yeah, like get it, Bob, but like, you know, must be nice, right? Yeah, must be nice. I'm getting told by agents left or right that I'm not aging out of stuff. Come on. Wow. It's crazy. Wow. It's yeah. crazy. aging out of stuff (laughs) like you know it's just you can't it's tough out there you can't win i mean you can't win 28 mind you didn't know i was not even 30 you're not aging out you're like (laughs) you're not even like 
your life hasn't even like started yet. <laughs> like, come on, folks. Um, Thank you for saying that. Actually, I do believe that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like everything. I think everything you've done so far is just like, you know, it's like the prequel trilogy. Um, I'm gonna come out of quarantine so powerful. No one's even <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think. I think like all this stuff is like why. I really love um, like work like yours because it just it is like it just like refuses almost to like participate in a lot of this stuff. And it's just like, no, like I'm just going to do my own thing, my own like gross thing. And you maybe and you might hate it and like not want to look at it. Um, and that probably says more about you <laughs> than it does about <laughs> what's happening on the screen. Um, and it may not be for everyone, but like. I don't know. There is just something really powerful. I think about just being like really nasty and like not in like a nasty woman kind of way or whatever. But like <laughs> I'm a you know, nasty. But, woman. I'm a nasty woman. Um, mm-hmm. No, but just like uh, just really, and maybe this is why I love horror too. But just like of just being really fucking gross and like just sort of getting to revel in that. It's so fun. It's like if the point of comedy is to have people identify with something and they they identify something and they say, oh, I understand that, and now I'm laughing. If that's the point of comedy, then, like, the challenge of, like, horror comedy is always, like, okay, so I have to have you identify with something and laugh at something and like it at the same time you are not liking it. You are hating it, actually. You're horrified. But I still have to get the laugh. So it's like a... F- yeah. It's Horror comedy is just the best because it's a challenge and it keeps, it keeps you know, it's fun to make because you're constantly f- figuring out new ways to um, be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap. Um, yep. <laughs> thank you again so much for coming on. Uh, do you want to tell people where they could find you online? You can find me at Sarah Squirm everywhere, and you can watch the videos and like them or not like them. And then I have, um, you know, hopefully something really gross coming out on Means TV soon. <laughs> Ooh, exciting. <laughs> It's going to be really gross. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, that's so cool. And I love, yeah, Beans TV is doing some really cool stuff. So God bless them. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, thank you again. And uh, I will see you all next time. Bye. The K-Hole is a fanbyte.com production hosted by Merritt K and produced by Jordan Mallory. Follow Merritt on Twitter at Merritt K. Follow Jordan on Twitter at Jordan underscore Mallory. For more examples of posting cringe, visit fanbyte.com slash podcasts or go to podcastnet.org.